This is episode number 100 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, welcome on to another episode of Two Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. On today's episode, we are going to give you a wrap up about our years in 2019 and look ahead to the year 2020, which feels so weird to say. I think that it might take a while to get used to that one, but this is episode 100, which is so cool for us. We've been showing up here basically weekly for a hundred weeks, which is wild. And we're heading into a new year and a new decade with this episode. So how fun is that? Anita, we're just catching up on our Christmases and you all had a good time over there. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, a lot of fun last few days, just been a lot of family time soaking that up and some rest, some relaxation and yeah, pretty pumped for 2020. It's funny, I've been talking to clients and like usually around this time everyone's like, okay, it's a new year, but I feel like there's almost this extra, I don't know, something about it because it is a new decade. And thinking back to like all the, you know, everything talked about about Y2K, which doesn't feel that long ago, but I was like, no, that was 20 years ago. So I know, I cannot even believe that. Just thinking about the year 2000, then thinking about 2010, now 2020, and just how immensely it changed. Obviously, like 20 years ago, I was 12 years old. <laughs> 10 years ago in 2010, I was living in Vancouver, now living in a different province, a different city. Oh, so wild. I was saying for our Christmas, it's been very relaxed because it's just been the four of us, our immediate family, which has actually been nice and restful. And I have purposely been on a social media break the last, gosh, probably almost a week now. And I'll probably do another 10 days of no social media at all. And I really like taking this time off during Christmas and New Year's and even a few days after New Year's because I kind of like to skip all that on social media and not really see what people are talking about um, in regards to intentions and New Year's resolutions. It just, I like to get more quiet and just in my own thoughts in my own head during this time. So I haven't really been seeing what's happened on social media, but I'm excited to catch up with you here. And especially as we talk through 2019. So let's start. What did you love most about the last year? Uh, um, there's been a lot. Um, Jack joined our family just before 2019. So um, yeah, he was about, well, exactly a month old when 2019 started. So there's just been, yeah, oh my goodness, a lot. 
Um, and so just, you know, getting used to our new family of four. Um, and he's just brought, brought like a lot of joy to our family and it's been a lot of fun seeing him grow. And I am super excited. I know I've talked about it before and I'll be talking a bit more about it coming up, but the online course that I've wanted to create for a while and finally was able to jump into it, even though he was only a few months postpartum when I started, but I'm just super excited that I got to create that and that it'll be coming out officially uh, in January. So that. I would say it was really great um, getting to finally meet you, Jess, in person. Yes. At your in person, your first one this past year. And I know there's more coming too. And so that was amazing to like meet you in person and to meet everyone who was there. So many amazing health and fit pros. And I loved getting back into the clinic after mat leave, like having that time away to really focus on. Um, just getting used to adding Jack to our family, but also getting some time to work on some other projects and then getting back to the clinic, seeing returning clients, but also new clients um, has really been amazing. And so that's been since November. Um, Yeah. So those are some of the key things that I loved about 2019. What about you, Jess? Yeah, that's so cool. Just such pivotal years for both of us, 20 and 2018 too, of course, but yeah, big year in 2019 of this new family dynamics for both of us. Theo was six months old about when we went into 2019 and it kind of coincided with Randy also going back to work after seven months of parental leave. So he went back to work in January, 2019. So everything kind of shifted again for us at that point. And we had to kind of figure out this whole new groove again of him getting back into that work schedule, me becoming the primary parent when we had just parent parented together every single day, basically for seven months straight, which was Amazing. So kind of getting back into a whole new routine took probably honestly like three solid months for the first chunk of 2019 to get into that. One of my biggest surprises of 2019 was that Theo went on a nursing strike at eight months old. So it's funny to think about, but I was breastfeeding a baby one year ago And then two months later, he just stopped one day and never latched back on again. So it was the greatest surprise of 2019, but probably like really the greatest thing that happened to me in 2019 was stopping breastfeeding because I was just really, I wasn't even feeling super done with it. I could have kept going or left it. But once we did leave it, I realized how much truly better I felt physically, mentally, and emotionally afterwards. So that was big and surprising. Still my oldest nurse until after two years old. And I weaned her at that point because I was very, very done. And, you know, you just don't know what to expect with another baby, if it's going to be similar, if it's going to be different. And this was so starkly different, which is the lesson of our lives, I think. So that was it. He was done breastfeeding in February. And since that, it really just feels like the second half of 2020 has 2019, we're not there yet, has brought me just a lot of freedom back to myself, to my body, personally and professionally as well. 
So that has been fun. And with that, we did some fun travel in 2019. We were super lucky to be able to go to Florida twice to see my parents who are snowbirds in Florida, which is very, very lucky for us. We went to our hometown in Ontario, Canada for a month in September. And then during that trip is where I met you, Anita, at Postnatal Fitness Specialist Live in Toronto. So that was the first in-person event I hosted in 2019, but also in a number of years, probably in, gosh, three, four years. It just, the last five years had really been about coming inwards and being pregnant and postpartum and having tiny children and breastfeeding and doing all this stuff of being the primary parent at home and running my business fully online. And in 2019, I really decided that I wanted to start getting back in person a little bit. And that started with these postnatal fitness specialist live workshops for professionals. So the first one is in Toronto in September. Then we did Calgary in November. And then we're gearing up for at least two to three more in 2020. And we'll talk about those soon. But that was so fun. Just so fun to get back into a room with people and present and educate and teach and collaborate with other exercise professionals and physical therapists, physiotherapists, a range of practitioners. So lots of cool stuff happened in 2019. And some also not cool stuff. So let's talk about that. <laughs> what was hard? What was uncomfortable for you? Well, I was going to say, just before we dive into that, um, something I know we both talked about is it was pretty awesome 2019. A lot of the guests that we had, that we had a really, um, I mean, we had health professionals, fitness professionals. We got into some really great topics. I know when we, last year at this time, when we, you know, projected for 2019, we talked about more diverse um, and justice issues. And definitely uh, we had some amazing guests on um, with that. So definitely a big shout out to the awesome guests that we've had on. Yeah, so true. We had so many great episodes of 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so hard and comfortable parts of 2019. I would say, so along with great parts of, you know, having two little ones and adding Jack to our family, it definitely was probably the most challenging part of 2019. Um, I knew it would be a challenge adding another little one to the family, but I think similar to when you add your first, until you're in it, you don't fully know. So, I definitely found that challenging. I found challenging balancing time, balancing energy um, on top of no sleep. We're getting more sleep now, still not full night's sleep, but a lot more than before. Um, And I ended up taking a bit of a break from the podcast because I just, I could not juggle the timing of everything and Jack um, and having Pippa at home too. So I would say that was probably a big challenge and it's still an adjustment Jack's now a year um but I just feel like with Pippa I remember it was two I feel like it's like two years to really get in the routine of things and things are still changing at two years but it takes up that amount of time I found with the first and I'm guessing it'll be that with Jack as well so that I would say was probably probably the biggest challenge is just 
you know, juggling things. And when you're taking care of both of them, you're always outnumbered. And so that was, that's, that's still an adjustment too. So I'd say that's probably the, the hardest part about 2019. What about you, Joss? Yes, totally agree. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been thinking about it a lot recently as we have, I mean, we've been in winter for a number of months now, but especially so right now, December, I've just been thinking about how much easier things are already with just getting two kids dressed into snowsuits and taking them outside and going sledding like we've done the last few days, doing anything with them by myself, it already just feels so much simpler. So thinking back to a year ago when everything just felt so struggly, it is already starting to shift. And we're at a year and a half with Theo. And I know that like you said, that two year mark, that's when I really felt things kind of solidify, settle a little bit, even though life with a two-year-old is wild, it just feels different. And I felt so different in my whole body and my whole health at two years postpartum, which is probably why we got pregnant again at that time, which is not going to happen again this time. But it is just a noticeable shift in your whole being and your whole life. I think once you, once you have lived through those first two years, which are very intense and constantly shifting, but yeah, Hard and uncomfortable of 2019 was being the primary parent of two young kids and just managing all of the life and the work stuff that comes along with that. But also for me, it was managing my own boundaries and my own resentment when I let those boundaries slide, which is something that I've been working on for especially so the last four and a half years since Steel was born. And it just... Like it becomes so apparent to me so quickly now when I notice my resentment starting to rise with like, especially in my marriage with Randy, that I have let my boundaries go and I need to get back on top of it and create those boundaries for myself to take care of myself. However, I need to do that. So for sure, like tons of growing pains, being in a marriage, two young kids, no family around to help out. All our childcare is paid time and that is just difficult. Randy going back to work to shift work in a very demanding career which firefighting is has been hard absolutely 100% working day shifts working night shifts again challenging for him to go do that work and then to come back into the family being exhausted is really hard and then you know we had some nights last shifts for him where he was up all night during those night shifts and I was up a couple of times in the night with our oldest who is up. So then we regroup in the morning, come all together and everyone's feeling like shit, but there's no one to take over. Like you just have to get through somehow. And those are challenging times. I'm like so grateful that these are our challenges that we have because they are all things that can be met eventually we could have way more difficult challenges. We're both living extremely privileged lives and still these things are hard. So that has been the biggest stuff. Um, I would say I'm really noticing within the last for sure three to six months that I'm just craving more time 
away from parenting full-time to work on and in my business and not to be parenting all day. Um, so yeah, just some discomfort with being the primary parent of parenting young kids all day and the overwhelm, the overload to my senses, the noise I find really difficult. When you get quiet and time to think your own thoughts, it's really noticeable how long it's been since you felt that for me, especially. Um, and then I guess just the last thing, we had three cancer related deaths in our close family and friend circle over, actually only it was in the course of end of June to end of November, my grandpa passed who he was 80 plus years old. So he had a quite a long life. But then my 33 year old friend Snaga passed from cancer. And then my cousin's five year old daughter Ellery recently passed. So both of all three of those, but especially Snaga and Ellery have just been perspective shifting in a lot of ways and I've been thinking about death a lot more which is something that I don't really think about often but I have been thinking about it a lot more and kind of what all of that means for those people and those families and what I think about death and what I think about life so that has been painful but also useful in a way. So what is coming up in 2020 for you on a personal front and professionally? So 2020, um, professionally, I'll be continuing to be back in the clinic, which I'm very excited about. And then I'm also going to be opening up the online course I mentioned. So this is specifically for if you're expecting and to really the focus is to help people give a step-by-step process to prepare your pelvic floor and core for birth um, during pregnancy, which also gives you a head start on your postpartum recovery. And I had an amazing group of expecting moms from literally around the world go through it recently who found it really helpful. And to hear what they said about it was just really exciting because I see people in person all the time educating about this but the fact that this education translated online and to see uh, what people took away from it was amazing so that will be available later in January and if you've grabbed um, any of my kind of free ebooks about preparing for birth then you will get early access to it so we'll put that in the show notes in case you're curious about that if you want to grab that ahead of time so that I would say would be a big thing professionally And I'm getting back to my in-person workshops locally as well for um, preparing for birth. And I'm hoping to head to more of your in-person or your in-person one day uh, events would be pretty awesome. So that's, yeah, that's where I'm focusing. And then the podcast, like there's so many things that we've Um, like I said, guests we've talked to over this past year and getting feedback of what people want to continue hearing about. So some of the key things are more birth stories. And I just hear over and over that there's so many people who hear uh, one type of story. And I think it's important to hear all types of stories. So whether it's positive, negative, vaginal, cesarean, planned, unplanned, um, cesarean, I just think it's helpful to hear all options 
and or all experiences I should say to then know going into your birth all the various ways that birth can go I feel you're just more prepared that way even though you can't um you'll never really know how birth is going to go till you're in it but knowing all the different things um that may occur or different options is really important so definitely more birth stories and having different birth professionals so We've had uh, some midwives and doulas on and an OB. And so in 2020, definitely having uh, some labor and delivery nurses, more doulas, midwives and OBs talking about different topics. I know VBAC has been a topic that we've been asked about. So I'm definitely excited to have an episode about that. Also other postpartum topics. So like postpartum return to running guidelines that have been... um, brought out this past year we'll have some special guests on about that and just different yeah postpartum topics that we maybe haven't touched on yet or that we've had maybe one episode on and people want us to go deeper that that'll be out there so definitely on the professional front um yeah I'm excited for yeah more chats on the podcast with you Jess and some awesome experts so personally I think going back to talking about how Jack's now over a year think continuing to find and I don't like saying balance because I don't really think that exists but just being a little bit more finding ways to take care of myself a little bit more in the boundaries that you talked about so getting back to I love going to classes whether it's yoga class um, or whether it's getting back to gym or spin class, different things like that, rather than right now, basically I'm working out at home, which is what works and what is the best way for me to fit it in now. But I am excited to have some time away to then do whatever type of activity that I love to do and have that be a little bit of me time. So I'd say that would be probably the key personal thing that uh, I'm looking at for 2020. But what about you, Jess? Yeah, that sounds amazing. All that. I am so excited for your online course. I can't wait to get into that and to get my clients into that as well, too. It's going to be fantastic. We are going to do two to three more postnatal fitness specialist live events in 2020. So coming up is Fort Myers, Florida on February 16th, 2020. And then we're going to do Vancouver. I believe it's going to be May 24th. We'll get more details to you soon. And I'm really hoping for Ottawa, Ontario in September, 2020. So again, we'll get these details when they are squared away. I'll probably travel for one professional development event, which will not be in the prenatal, postnatal realm, but more in the leadership realm, which is cool. And then where I'm also going in my business over 2020 will be way more coaching time of clients. So the last four years of my actual coaching that I've done in my business has all been group coaching in my two pregnancy and beyond program of prenatal and postpartum clients. And that has been absolutely wonderful. And we will continue on to grow that. 
but I'm also going to go back to one-on-one -on -one online coaching, which I haven't done in four years because the time commitment of that to do it well is high. And I haven't had that mental energy, but also just the actual time to do that. So I'm hoping to secure more childcare in 2020, and then we'll take on one-on-one -on -one clients just craving that connection and communication on a deeper level with people. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the other thing I've been toying with just on a business level is putting myself on a social media schedule in 2020. So being on social media Monday to Friday and then taking Saturday, Sunday off fully. So we'll see. But I just noticed that I feel like the rat race of that a little bit, like constantly feeling this need to be creating content. And then your creativity just dips from that. So I have pretty good social media boundaries. I can go on and off. And I don't really think too much about it. I don't really compare or judge myself in terms of what other people are posting or doing. But I just think that it might I might need a boundary around that moving forward to continue having this online business in such a way. And then one of my goals in 2019 was to start reading more actual real life books. And it was so, so <laughs> things didn't go great in that realm. So that's going to fall through into 2020 reading books on paper. And then more outside time, which happened in 2019 to a certain degree, um, but I'm super excited to have a two-year-old and a five-year-old in the summer this year. I just feel like that's such a difference in having even a one-year-old just barely turned a one-year-old in the summer, so that'll be fun. And then something that I've recently introduced, also, this is kind of hilarious that this is what I'm looking forward in 2020 on a personal level, but here we are. Um, setting a curfew for myself, which is what I've been doing the last few weeks, setting a curfew, 10 p.m., waking up at a certain time in the morning, because I just started to notice that I was just wasting lots of hours in the evening of scrolling social media, um, and it just wasn't a fantastic use of my time, and I didn't feel deeply rested on any level. Um, so all that stuff, the reading actual books, setting the social media boundaries, curfew, more outside, it is all in hopes to take better care of myself, more so on a mental, emotional level, but also physically too. Um, yeah, to be able to do these professional things, to be able to reach these professional goals that I have, like we have to take care of ourselves fully and wholly. And then for podcast topics, everything that you mentioned, Anita, I'm excited to, hopefully we can talk more about relationships and perhaps relationships and partnering after and with parenting. More on indigenous birth and probably the colonization of birth and race and pregnancy and postpartum. This will be a theme that we continue on and on and on because it's so important. Um, been getting lots of requests for more on prenatal mental health lately. So I think that's fantastic. We absolutely need to keep talking about that for pregnancy as well. And 
I also always get lots of requests for more about intuitive eating for kids, but then also intuitive eating for us big people, us adults. And then as always, I'm always interested in exploring gender, gender in the birthing world, gender in kids. So hopefully we can talk about that stuff too. Yeah, I'm super excited for 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to keep doing life with you in 2020. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. And the other thing is in February, it'll be our two-year anniversary of the podcast, which is incredible considering this is episode 100. Um, So we wanted to say a huge thank you to you who are listening. And whether you've just started listening to us or you've been listening to us from the beginning, thank you so much. And we always appreciate your feedback on topics you want to either hear more about maybe topics we haven't covered yet let us know whether it's instagram in the facebook group a review on apple Podcasts, which is always appreciated because it helps other people hear more about the podcast so sending us an email any way that you can uh, connect with us we definitely love hearing from you thank you friends we love you We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 